Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Later, okay, so uh, the linebacking core scares me, and here's why. Um, so... A walk, injured, serious injury. Sony Takitaki, serious injury. Uh, okay. Uh, JOK, all right. He's a stud. He's going to be good. After that, do we have anything that we can really depend on? Like, I am not, like, I, I am not sold on this group like Jacob Phillips is not a, in my opinion I've seen enough of Jacob Phillips like he's a great athlete everything maybe Schwartz yeah. will surprise us and change him around but I've been sold the bill of goods on Jacob Phillips before he gets boxed out of every play takes bad angles he's, I, he's just not that good uh and then you've got you know Tony Fields who I didn't see he got a lot of opportunities last year I wasn't overwhelmed. Um, you know what I mean? I, I just wasn't overwhelmed by these guys. They brought in Matthew Adams. Uh, he's as more of a you know special teams guy, but he's graded out better than Fields or uh, Phillips in the past. I mean, he may be better than them. Uh, you've got Kanasik. He's more of a special teams guy. These guys weren't yeah. drafted to be like no. contributing linebackers. These were special teams guys. Like uh, I just am concerned. Like uh, one of the things that we need to understand about that this scheme with Schwartz is you're right. It's aggressive. He wants his defensive tackles not two gapping but cutting up field and, and going you know getting in 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 seams and disrupting in the backfield and he wants to fill in behind with linebacker play and probably a lot of times an extra safety coming down in the box that's fine do you have the linebackers to do that I, I would agree with you. I, I I I do. I am curious to see what Jacob Phillips can do in the new scheme. You know, this is a guy that they drafted really high. Um, when they and I wasn't his biggest fan when they drafted him, but you know, he does a lot of things right. Right, he checks a lot of boxes athletically. Phillips so having him in a new scheme, he does check a lot of boxes athletically. I mean, you know, they drafted him in the third round, second round. They drafted him very early. Um, yeah, the third round of twenty twenty. I mean, this was a guy that was a former four or five star recruit, played at LSU, started for three. I mean, you know, he checks a lot of boxes. So maybe in a new scheme, this guy can thrive. I know he struggled with injuries. So, you know, who who knows? He's still young enough to where I'm not going to throw him away just yet. Tony Fields is a guy that's never going to be a star, but I think that he he is growing. I'm I'm, I'm not going to take his last year's film and hold it against him because that's a guy that came from West West Virginia. Runs it. They ran a very weird scheme and a, and a conference that loves to dish the ball around. He was an undersized guy. Uh, you know, another year of NFL training and, and and another year playing against NFL athletes, and you might have a different guy. He's not going to be good, but you might have a guy. If you have two Sion Takitakis, that's pretty okay, right? Both those guys are okay. You know that they. That that linebacker from Utah, uh, Diabati, I, I don't think he's gonna. I don't want to say it. That if I guess the linebacker core is bad, if I'm bringing up an undrafted free agent, but that's a, they they did sign a guy who was very uber productive in college that can do some things. You know, it is the linebacker position. You start rotating a guy like that in the preseason, who knows? Um, but you who know, are you Anthony talking Walker, about? You talking about uh, Charlie Thomas? No, don't they have a kid for they they signed that kid from Utah? Is he Yeah, Diabate. 
Dia, yes. Muhammad Diabate. Yeah, I listen. Yeah. Like he's like my. I thought when they brought him in and they gave him some guaranteed money, so he's a little bit of a priority UDFA. Obviously, they saw exactly. something in him, right? Like exactly. I was hoping. I'm hoping that he can step forward and fill one of these roles. But like, I feel like you know this position is kind of getting overlooked a little bit as like. Hey, we've done this, 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 and if they make one more move, because there's, you know, they have some money left, and you know, there's all the Hopkins rumors, but mostly it's like Matt Ioannidis, Shelby Harris, if they can add one more body to the defensive tackle room, will feel really good about it. I think if I was going to spend some money at this point, th- listen, the flexibility that Zadarius Smith brings, that Miles brings, with Alex Wright playing on the inside some, with with that flexibility, I think they can figure out the defensive tackle room with what they have at this point, with the addition of Tomlinson, right, and the and, and Smith, and you've got Isaiah McGuire, too, and Alex Wright, a year older, who, I, you know, I've talked bad, poorly about, but I think his best reps have come on the inside, and that's where they're playing him more now. So, like, I feel like he wants to run an 8-9 guy rotation along the defensive tackle or along the defensive line. That's perfect. That's great. I think they have that in place. If you want to add Ionitis, great. That's the cherry on top. They'll be even better for it. But I I am more concerned about the, the, the linebacker room and the fact that uh, if Taki's not ready for a couple weeks and A-Walk somehow struggles coming off a, a, an injury. And I don't know that this is the truth. I'm just saying that it could snowball into a dire situation quickly because I don't trust Phillips, and I don't trust Fields. I, From what I saw from them, it was not good enough. No, you're absolutely – you know, and a, a, he, he, Walker's no spring chicken. So your scenario could 100% happen, um, you know, absolutely, because that's already a guy who's not. You're not talking about your. Ta- you're not taking an elite linebacker, um, you know, like like Devin Bush or whatever, and then tearing up his knee when he comes back. He's under 25 years old, and he was already a freak athlete. No, Walker's already. You know, he's no spring chicken. He wasn't exactly an Olympic athlete. So I, I can see that being a real issue. The hope. The hope is that you have enough youth at this position that someone pops. You have enough guys that check boxes at different areas that one of them should at least grow up to be not terrible, right? Jacob Phillips, Tony Fields, one of those guys should be not terrible. They may not be all-stars, but if they're not terrible, that's <laughs> that, that that's a, you're, you should be an okay position because JOK's a stud. And then, you know, I don't – because Anthony Walker wasn't a stud anyways. He was a very suitable – above average linebacker right so if you get somebody who's not terrible you're okay right yeah like anthony walker i trust there's not a lot Um, of street for you just out there so you better get comfortable real quick yeah no there's not um yeah i wish they could bring back malcolm smith uh i thought he was good um you know deon jones was not very good um for them last year uh, the one guy that was pretty good is what's his name? The bigger guy they brought in, but then they cut. Uh, oh God, what was his name? Chattel. Chattel know who I'm talking about. He's a big that linebacker. Deion Jones was so bad. I kind of forgot he. Ragland. Ragland. Remember they brought in Ragland. Uh, oh, Reggie Ragland. Reggie Ragland, and and I thought he was actually better than some of the reps we were getting from other guys. I feel like, listen, it's very trendy to get real light in the box with fast linebackers like JOK and Tony Fields, but um, when you don't have the the guys up front to stop the run, they are just going to get caught up in the in in the momentum of a play and just get just ran over, right? Uh, and Ragland at least provided some resistance. Uh, Raglan was a thumper. I agree. Uh, yeah, I, I, I kind of forgot about Reggie Raglan too, but he was. That's another. That, he he is severely underrated because of his type. So I, I feel like that probably would have been a good guy to bring back. That guy's probably on the streets, isn't he? Yeah, I think they could have brought him back. They elected not to. So, 
So here's, you know, and this is kind of, we'll wrap this up with with this thought. As Serge brings up the point that most people say to me when I bring up this topic, just trust in Jim Schwartz, right? Like that um, he's going to get better from some of these guys and that his scheme will provide, like, if he, if he felt he needed help in that room, he would let somebody know. Do you believe that? I, you know, at a certain point, though, even if he's screaming his lungs out to get help there, what does it matter? There's nothing out there. You know, I I, I feel you. I hear you. The, the whole trust Jim Schwartz, trust Jim Schwartz. That's fine. I'll trust Jim Schwartz, but I can guarantee Jim Schwartz has some issues. That, you know what I mean? Like, what's he supposed to do? Tell the media that his linebackers suck, right? There's no one out there. What's he supposed to do? So I, I'm with you there. I think that's kind of overplayed, the whole trust Jim Schwartz thing. You can't. He's not going to be able to turn. Maybe he can turn coal into a diamond, but he's not going to be able to turn dog shit into a diamond. That's not possible. <laughs> listen, right? I, mean, I listen. I I trust Jim Schwartz. I agree with you. Yeah, I I don't think he can do that. But like I I do trust Jim Schwartz in that. I I think he will get more out of especially the defensive tackles. Uh, which is where my concern lies a little bit with the linebackers. And to your point here, you know, Russell, uh, Ika, uh, Siaka Ika is who they brought in uh, at 375, and he will certainly be a part of that rotation. And he's a, he's a two-down guy, right? And he's going he, gonna to cut up field, and he's a huge body. And I think he'll be part of the rotation, don't you? Oh, I, I, I fully expect that. I was, believe I, was yeah. on, I thought I was on your show talking about him. That's one of my favorite picks of the draft. That's a guy that I saw in the Big 12 championship game two years ago. His production – his I shouldn't say his production. He did not pop on the film like he did two years ago. I think that's why he fell in the draft. But this is a dude that has an elite first step. I fully expect him to sit, get a giant chunk of carries by the end of the season. Yeah, so, I mean, I think you're pro- my best bet would be that you probably get Tomlinson and Elliott starting uh, on, like, a you know, a traditional rundown uh, or your base or whatever. But a lot of times I think you're going to get, like, Tomlinson, Zadarius Smith kicked in inside with, like, uh, Miles and, and Oboe as your four up front. Like, uh, they're going to bring a lot of five-man fronts and pressure a lot uh, on passing downs. Um, and to, to your guys' point, yes, in the NFL, you are often playing with just two linebackers on the field, JOK and Walker are the two that you're going to lean heavily on this year. I think for most of the time, if the if they are healthy, it'll be those two, don't you think, uh, on the field, uh, if they're healthy there, uh, Josh? Yeah, no, I, I, I would agree with that. Uh, you know, another another guy uh, I think that might see more time than people expect, too, is Maurice Hurst. That was a guy who was really, really, really good at Michigan, had some heart issues, fell in the draft, was kind of underwhelming with the Raiders and the Niners. But, I mean, he's still relatively young. You're talking about a rotational yeah. guy. I think that that guy might see more snaps, more productive snaps than people think. Yeah, big fan. I, I wrote about this uh, topic, and it was I was going through the transcripts from the minicamp uh, interviews, and I noticed that Tomlinson, uh, uh, Tomlinson was, I almost called Ladanian Tomlinson. Uh, no, not Ladanian. Uh, Tomlinson was talking about um, Hurst as a, te- a technician and a guy that's played in this scheme before and how good he was. Uh, and yeah. even helping like him with stuff getting upfield. If Hurst is healthy, he will be a part of that for that rotation up front. Uh, he's a very talented guy, just hasn't been able to stay healthy. Um, yeah, so I'm excited to see the five-man fronts too. Uh, I think that Elliott, you know, maybe better Russell. I know that I'm not a huge fan either, and we hear this every year about Elliott. But I think that, you know, they're asking these guys to do something different in this defense than they did before. So maybe he finds a way uh, to be better. He did have 21 pressures last year. So, like, one of the things he can do is get upfield and 
and disrupt a little bit. So maybe if he's asked to do that more than the, you know, the two gapping and just instead just getting, you know, in between guys and, and fucking shit up in the backfield, which is what they want, you know, they want their guys to do. Uh, that maybe Elliott can can find a place on this defense. Hurst is a wild card, so is Tristan Hill. Uh, but I think that if I think there's a good chance that maybe if Hurst could stay healthy, he plays a big part of this this uh, front group. Uh, you know, Gagan, you mentioned Denzel Ward saying he's okay with playing in the slot. Listen, I, I'm I'm cool with that too. Whatever they need to do to fill that role. And uh, please go read, as we're not going to have time to get to it tonight now, but please go read the exclusive interview Brad Stainbrook got with Greg Newsom. Really good stuff over at the OBR. Please go check that out. Um, as, uh, you know, he got uh, to sit down with them and ask him some good questions that we all got to submit, and uh, he answered them all. And uh, they're in- very interesting uh, responses. But my concern is with Denzel Ward, uh, is his concussions. Listen, this is a good guy that has is like one or two concussions away from potentially um, having his career be done. I would not be playing him in the slot. Thoughts on that? Uh, I don't know. I, I kind of disagree with that. I think, I mean, if that's the best fit for him, if that's the yeah, best, you, you want to get those three corners on the field, man, and that might be the only way to do it. I agree, but I mean, you're taking a guy that's one concussion away from from potentially being out for the rest of his career, and you're going to ask he, him he, to go be, you know, fill the run, play the run he, more. Do you, Do you have to have him do? I mean, can't he was, just play? That, that was one of his best traits, though. Right, is coming up for the tackle. Anyways, I don't. I mean, you can't. I don't know, man. I, know. I, I just I, I, you can't wrap the dude in bubble wrap, right? No, but you can also play him on the outside where he doesn't have to come up and play run fits every down. But he gets hurt on the outside too. I mean, you know, what I mean? Like, I, I don't, I, I, I'm not talking play. about getting hurt. I'm talking about concussions. I'm just saying you. I'm just saying. Listen, we agree to disagree. He can tackle, and he's gotten better getting his head out of there and stuff. But I, he's just not the guy that, I, like, he doesn't fit the profile of uh, of a nickel corner anyways. A nickel corner is no. a guy that's tough, comes up, bodies you, gets. He's that's not Denzel Ward. He's more of an outside corner, right? Greg Newsom is better at, at that than him, and especially yeah. with the freaking head injury history, just keep him outside. Like you know, no, you I- just. You just brought in Cam Mitchell, who's very scrappy. You've got Mike Ford on this team who can play in the nickel if you need him to. Uh, I, I think I think people are going to be surprised. I think you're going to see Mike Ford play some nickel for this team. If somebody gets hurt, it, it's he's going to be the first guy off the field to play nickel while the other two play on the outside. That's my best bet at this point. Really? Yeah, I think he's I think he's really good in there. Over over Cameron Mitchell? We'll see. I guess Camp will tell that story. But, you know, so far, uh, I've heard good stuff about Mike Ford. Jets fan here. Let's hear it. I want to hear what the Jets fan says. What's up, Eddie? Welcome to the uh, chat. Jets fan popping his head in here. Uh, you have a superstar in Elijah Moore. If he keeps his head in the game... And uh, is agent on the outside. Yeah, listen, Eddie, uh, we are excited about Elijah Moore. I tell you that. I am am excited about him. I know a lot of people in Cleveland are very, very excited about him. We think that uh, they uh, got him at the right time, new situation. Uh, He was spectacular. Uh, although it, it is, you know, OTAs in mini camp, which is just a glorified passing camp, right? Seven on sevens and whatnot. He was fantastic in that. They had him lining up everywhere in the backfield, in the slot, outside. Uh, so they, you know, they are going to get super creative with him, Eddie. And we are, we are already big fans of Elijah Moore. At least most of Cleveland is. I know I am. So thanks for sticking your head in and letting us know because. We're fired up about about what he and Goodwin uh, as the speed element can do. 
Cedric Tillman and Elijah Moore. Let's go. Uh, was bummed when when uh, Eddie was bummed when they they lost him. Yeah, you guys uh, had to bring in the whole uh, the Green Bay outfit, right? Uh, had to bring in all the Green Bay guys for for um, what's his name over there? He's well, he a good dude. Bumped. He was bumped from uh, the lineup before that, though. Yeah. Oh, I know he was. Um, but, I mean, he had a good rookie year there. Um, he, he is uber talented. There's no, there's no yeah. question. He, he is uber talented. But, you but know. they, they, I mean, their quarterback play, I think, was what kind of got him in trouble is because he started bitching, and then that's what got him in the trouble, right? But he, we've had this discussion before. I mean, you know, other receivers have been successful in that role. He bitched a lot. He bitched a lot. But if you can give him to Cleveland and he doesn't bitch so much, you got a good receiver. It's kind of like that? OBJ, right? The more it come, the more shit that comes out of his mouth, the less balls hit his hand. Uh, Gagan says, yeah, usually fans of teams that trade players away are like, uh, he was trash anyway, locker room, cancer, good riddance, etc. But that's not what you're getting from uh, Eddie here, who says Elijah acted up uh, and they have Garrett Wilson, who's a superstar. Exactly. Yeah, I, I would agree, Eddie. I, you know, I think Eddie did probably yeah. speak out of turn a little bit. Um, but there was a lot of frustrations, I'm sure, uh, with Zach Wilson, uh, as the guys are pointing out here, uh, not getting him the ball and, and, uh, yeah, I get, yeah, I get all that. Um, but yeah, and he, but he thinks he's a great dude. I think he, I think he is too. The weird thing about all this is to Eddie's point is when Elijah came out and was going through the draft process, the thing that everybody said about him was high character guy, great teammate. Great guy, great football acumen. Like he was one of the better interviews at the combine, uh, and, and that was one of his strong suits. So to find him, you know, being the uh, pro, uh, quote unquote problem uh, in New York was not in the uh, range of outcomes that people really thought was in his. You know, th that's not what they thought he was, and and I don't think he is at at its core at his core. I, I like Elijah Moore. When they got Elijah Moore, I was excited. I, I don't think – I literally – I think that he is the dude. I think that he can be the dude. I think he can be elite. But it's become this thing in Cleveland where I feel like the scale the, – the, it's kind of – it's tipped the other way a little bit. It's kind of like when you like a draft prospect. and It's kind of like when uh, – um, gosh, I'm trying to think of, an, of a good example. But you know how when you watch college football, you're like, that guy's good. But he's not, you know. He, I think that guy would get drafted in the second or third round, and then all of a sudden you're reading mock drafts. He's going the first round. You're like, what's going on here? That's that's a little crazy, right? Elijah Moore is kind of the same way, right? It's like I I liked him. I think he can be very good. But you got a lot of people that are acting like he's going to be a savior, and it's like, well, let's slow down a little bit because they got him on the cheap for a reason, right? You know, we yeah, we but had, we had OBJ and Jarvis Landry, and those dudes were way. Better than Elijah Moore and Landry was okay, but OBJ. That, that's not, you're not asking him to do that though. That's true. I'm just saying, but people are acting like they're, he's. You the already have Amari Cooper, and you already have Peoples Jones, and you already have. You brought in Marquise Goodwin, so you're asking people, him to be a piece of the puzzle. People have him better than people are expecting him to be a bigger piece of the puzzle than Donovan Peoples Jones. Correct. I think he will be a bigger piece of the puzzle than Donovan Peoples Jones. You, I, I personally, he is uber talented. I think that they know yeah. that they, I think that the Browns and Stefanski believe they have a, uh, they, they have brought in a gem with his ability to run routes and speed and everything. He didn't get taken off the field for, for poor play. Let's just say that. Okay. And I think that his play, you disagree. I can tell with your, your, I didn't your say face disagree. there. I didn't but say I, I think it was more his attitude than his play that that hurt him in, in New York, right? And I think that you know if he can learn from that, uh, and he has used the way that they want to use him in Cleveland, I think that he can have a monster year and absolutely earn that extension that we're talking about. I, I think he can. I agree with everything you're saying. I'm just saying I'm not putting my eggs in the basket yet. I'll give you two eggs. I'm keeping the rest. That's all I'm saying. What's the, how many? How many do you have? Six. 
Yeah, it's bullshit. You at least got to put like four in there and you can keep two. You, you want four eggs? I want four. You're going to keep four and give me two? I'll, that's horseshit. I'll that's you, I'll give you three eggs. I'll that's you 50%. You're yeah, only okay, going to... I'm about 50%. You you, so you're telling me you have 50% belief on Elijah I, Moore? I, no, no, no. So I don't know what the ceiling... So my ceiling is... Okay, let me ask you this. So my my yeah. floor is a dude that my my floor is a dude that contributes, right? My floor is you know I don't know Andrew Hawkins. Serge says four Andrew eggs Benjamin. in this economy. Are you crazy? <laughs> go, go ahead. That was, so my my floor for Elijah Moore is is like Andrew Hawkins, Travis Benjamin, right? You know those guys. Those guys, you know, a flash here or there. You know, uh, Antonio Callaway. But I think I think most people's floor is like, I don't know. It, it feels like most people's floor is like Steve Smith. <laughs> it's like okay, well, let's slow down no. a little bit. No, right? no. <clears throat> I'm looking, dude. Floor? I, dude, I don't know. I think he can be a really special guy. I'm I'm not saying that he like 100% is gonna be, but I have a lot of faith that he will bring a totally different dimension to this offense that has been missing for years. So if he's Antonio Callaway, are you disappointed? Because if he's Antonio Callaway, I'm not disappointed. Fucking A right, I'm disappointed. Yes. Hell fucking yes, I'm disappointed. Because if he, oh, you're going to be happy if he's Antonio Callaway? Not, not happy. I'm just going to be like, okay, that he, that to me, that's still worth bringing him back. He he played a role. That's a role. He flashed. Antonio Callaway had a couple. Callaway's not even the league anymore. What are we talking about? I I'm just saying because he was a piece of shit though, right? You know what I mean. But he had a the, the year he was with the Browns. I don't know. Pick a guy. Pick Andrew Hawkins. If he's Andrew Hawkins, I mean, Andrew Hawkins had flashes where he was okay. He was the guy. He was okay. He just wasn't the dude. Right. Listen, I'll be disappointed if he doesn't catch six hundred for six hundred yards this year. That's what his floor. The, what, the what? What were the stats? I'm saying if he gets six hundred yards this year, that's his floor in this repeat, offense. Repeat, you, you you cut out again. What, what was the stats again? Am am I? Can you guys hear me? Six hundred six hundred yards receiving. For Elijah Moore, 600, 600 yards, receiving. yards receiving. Could you understand? Okay. Uh, for, <laughs> okay, okay. I, I, heard you I heard you that time. 600 yards <laughs> receiving for Elijah Moore. That's his floor for me. That's his floor? Yes. God, that's a high floor. I See, I think that's reasonable. To me, I, I if he hits 600 yards, are you, if he hits 600 yards, I'm going to be happy. That's a, to me, that's a good season for a guy like that. You're going to be disappointed. I am because I think he's. I think they're really? going to use him more than that. I mean, who got who got 600 yards last year? That's that's David Njoku. It's DPJ. It's DPJ last year. Yeah, he. So Mari Cooper had 1100. Donovan had 800, and David Njoku had 600. I mean, dude. I mean, David Njoku's going to get his right. Yeah, I think he's going to get about the same. You think he's going to get the same as David? Well, then I'll be disappointed. I don't know who I'll be disappointed with that, because I'm expecting David Njoku to be. I'm expecting him to be a guy. I'm expecting. Well, him didn't to be, you expect him to be a guy last year? Well, yeah, and I feel like there's been incremental growth, don't you? He caught four touchdowns, fifty-eight receptions for six hundred and twenty-eight yards. That was Njoku last year. Here's Peoples Jones. That's don't you feel like that's incremental growth though? Don't you feel like he's grown a little bit since he's been here? I guess he 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 bothers. He's frustrating for me, right? He's, he's really like the talent is there. It's frustrating. So listen to so here's Donovan Peoples Jones as a rookie. He caught fourteen balls for three hundred and some yards and two touchdowns. Uh, 2021, he jumped to 34 catches for 600 yards and three touchdowns. And then last year, he caught 839 on 61 receptions for three touchdowns. So he has incrementally got better every year. And if, you know, if he was to follow suit, like if they never went out and got uh, Goodwin and um, 
uh, Elijah Moore, I would expect him to have close to a thousand yards this year. But I don't because they're going to be throwing the ball to a guy in Elijah Moore that can separate better than Donovan Peoples Jones can. And an offense that's going to throw the ball more. Uh, and they have more speed. Now, Donovan Peoples-Jones is still a big part of this offense. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think he gets you a 1,000 yards like he could have if it was just him and Coop out there in 12 personnel every down like they did last year, right? Or not every down, but uh, you know what I mean? You get my what I'm saying, right? Him, Coop, and no, David Bell, who wasn't really an option last year. You know, he caught 20 balls. So, you know, if it was those two featured in the offense, I could see him getting up near 1,000 yards with the uptick in throwing. But now if you've got uh, him and Cooper and Goodwin as a deep threat and a and a vertical and, and horizontal stressing the defense, plus DPJ's speed, I mean... Uh, uh, Elijah Moore speed. You're using him out of the backfield. You're using him out wide. You're using him in the slot. I think that he should at least catch 800 yards and at least score like five or six touchdowns. You're talking about Elijah Moore. Yes. yes. 800 yards. Is that what you'd set the total at? The receiving yards. I put his over under at 750. 750. I'll take the under. If you want to make a bet. And we visit on this show. How I'll, much? I'll, I'll do you want to you want to do a real football bet? Just throw you your balls out on the table right now. Let's do it. <laughs> what do you want? What do you want? To, what do you want? Like twenty bucks? A gentleman's bet? But let's 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 make it interesting and do fifty credits. Uh, that's dollars, ducats. <laughs> fifty dollars. Right, he goes over seven hundred and fifty yards receiving for the Browns. Wow, okay, yeah, I'll take that bet all day long. All right, virtual shake, digital shake. Do you know, do you know uh, it? So his his total, give me one second. Let's see, he, hey, there has to be lines for this. Uh, there has to be, there has to Sorry be for your loss, Josh. They're already t- telling you, sorry for your loss. <laughs> Who said that? Keith. <laughs> So he's got his odds for – oh, this is kind of interesting. His odds for player of the year, offensive player of the year, is plus 25 – no, plus 25,000. Well, that, I don't think either one of us think that, right? Well, that's absurd. Nobody's saying he's going to win player of the goddamn I'm year. It out there. I'm looking at his props. His, his All right. odds for comeback player of the year are plus 5,000. Now, based off of what you're telling me – Comeback player of the year – all right, what does Mike Clay have him projected at? Now, Mike, don't, now let me preface this with that Mike Clay's projections, I think, are horseshit a lot of times, but he does do their projections. Huh? I don't know. How do you look Let's that see up? what – I got it right here. Hold on. Um, I We already went did this on this show, but I, I think that – I'm trying to remember what they had him at. 668 and four touchdowns. That's what – Mike really? Clay has, yeah. So the 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 total at Caesars right now for Elijah Moore receiving yards is five hundred fifty yards and a half. I'm not touching that, but you'd be all over that. You're gonna bet that. I will. I will bet it. Yeah, I'm, I'm going there really? uh, as soon as we're done here. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah that, that, that's a sweet deal for you because you think he's gonna get two hundred over, and Mike Clay's got him at hundred over, right? Yeah, like. I said 600 is his floor. So, yeah. So, if you Mike think that's Clay's floor, got him at 668. I think he, I think that there people are, are playing that on the slow side because they haven't seen it yet. But if you believe that he's a superstar or a really good wide NFL wide receiver who just hasn't been put in the right situation yet i think that stefanski's going to put him in that situation he's going to get a ton of freaking targets he's going to be open a lot uh, and i think he's going to have i think he's going to put up that yardage easily i mean listen uh odell beckham jr played one of the worst seasons i've ever seen him play as a cleveland brown and he got over a thousand yards by eight yards in whatever year that was. He was not good that year. Like this can be done. 
I didn't say it can't be done. I'm just. I, it's just so that's just the big expectation. Uh, Donald Peoples Jones' odds, uh, his yard receiving yards are set at 500. So you're right in that fact that that's less than Elijah Moore. So apparently you're not the only one that believes that Elijah Moore. That Donald Peoples Jones is going to take a step back. Yeah, what do they got Cooper's yardage at? I just think that it gets spread out more. And I think they probably... Listen, they don't want... I don't think they want to pay Donovan Peoples-Jones for an extension. I don't. I think that's why they drafted Cedric Tillman. I think you're And right. now you have Elijah Moore here. I think they give the extension to Moore when the time comes based on a good performance this year. So I think he is more featured in the offense than DPJ. I mean, uh, apparently I, I'll take, I'll eat, I'll eat my words on that one because, you know, the Vegas agrees with you as well. So I am more apt to think that. Well, that is- doesn't mean it's right, but you know, they, they also don't even have him close to the, to the 750 that we put up. You put up. You put up. <laughs> I'm close to 550. So Amari Cooper, there's more. Amari Cooper's props are available everywhere, apparently. This is so his, Kevin gets his, it. This is this is he gets it right here. This is the reason why those numbers are down. Everybody well, is down on Watson until they see it from him. Amari's so, not bad. It's at not it's at 925. So I mean that's sure. That's sure. pretty good, I think. You know, I don't. Yeah, he did that I, with. I, he went over a thousand easily with fucking uh, what's his name, quarterback. Okay. Well, yeah, but then they added the. I, I think that you're probably right. I think that the Watson factor, him looking so bad, plays into it. But I mean, Vegas also has to know that they're going to throw the ball. They have to. Right, but do they believe that like? It's yeah, exactly. I've talked about this before. There's a Watson tax out there right now. That's why the Browns are not. Nobody is picking them to win the division or even come in second. They're picked like last to win the division by every pundit. They're picked in the high twenties or mid NFL, even though they have one of the most talented rosters in the NFL. Uh, it's the Watson tax, and and that's totally fine because I would rather them be under the radar, right? Like uh, and. And I think that's good for this team, right? Um, I, think I think that there's a – I don't think it's just a Watson tax, man. I think that people don't – I think that more people hate Kevin Stefanski than we realize. I mean, you know, I I know you listen to your fair share of what do you? What do you – no, I know. What do you mean? Like Browns fans hate him? No, 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 no. no. I meant like outsiders. I meant out – you know, because you say there's a Watson tax, oh. right? You, you think I mean? you think outs? I think a lot plenty. I, I think lots of Browns fans hate Kevin Stefanski. I don't think people outside oh, of Cleveland hate Kevin. I think he's thought of pretty highly of of outside of Cleveland. I don't think he's thought of highly in the gambling world, and which is what you know, based off of what. Sure, I'm but look at what they but look at what they've run. They're they're changing yeah. their identity. That's the yeah, thing. For sure. Oh, for sure. They're changing their identity. Former coach of the year, Kevin Stefanski, as Serge points out. So he is respected somewhat, or else he wouldn't have gotten that award. I understand that. I didn't. I think that, like I said, I'm I'm talking strictly from a gambling standpoint, which we were talking about the odds and all that. So I mean, we were talking yeah. about the Watson tax, and I'm not so sure if that's all Watson. Is all I'm saying, because you have to know they're going to throw the ball a shit ton. They have to yeah, I think I, think I would think there'd be a Watson boost because they're going to throw the ball no matter what. Why they can never, ever, ever bench Watson, right? They have to show that he's the dude. Even if Watson sucks, even if he throws four interceptions, four games in a row, they've locked themselves in. They have to keep shoving him out there and they have to keep throwing the ball with him, right? Yeah. So I would think that that tactical way. No, I didn't say it would. I mean, that's an extreme example, but I'm saying worst case scenario, they still have to keep trotting him out there. And they have to throw the ball shit on. To justify what yeah. they've done, so I'm thinking. I my guess, my thought process would be Vegas would take that into account. Sure, not. but but that but you're you're kind of 
we're saying the same thing here. I think that Watson isn't sure, or Vegas, and people that are making the odds aren't sure what they're going to get from Watson out of Cleveland. I feel like people are just kind of like, question mark, like we really don't know what this offense is going to be and how good is Watson going to be, right? And I think that's just like... That is that transcends through the gambling world, the the Vegas odds to national pundits to everybody outside of Cleveland. Um, but I think the people that are close to the team see a difference in him and, and believe in him. Now, yeah. nobody nobody can really say anything until they actually see it, and he has said that. Like until we actually see him be better, and I don't expect him to be like twenty twenty Watson, but I do expect him to be a top ten quarterback in the NFL. Uh, and that should be your expectation, right? Right. Like, but like 2020, people, you could make the case that he was top three in the NFL, numbers wise. Well, I, uh, would you be okay if he's not, if he's not so, top 10 quarterback? No, it's a failure, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, well, there is a, there is a world where know. he, is like the 12th ranked quarterback in the NFL and they win the division and make the playoffs and Nick Chubb has a big year and somehow it comes together in a, in a you know, there's so many range of outcomes, right? Like we aren't accounting for some of them, but I think the higher likelihood range of outcomes is that he's really good and they're really good uh, or he's not good at all and they struggle. But there is a range of outcome where he's not great and struggles and they still find a way to win games with the defense and the run game and da 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 da. I, I agree. I agree with that. So it'll be interesting when the odds for first coach fired come out. That'll be interesting to monitor. I bet I would be willing to bet that Kevin Savansky's in the top five. That's a terrific stat right there. Elijah Moore Averaged 48 yards per game in 2021. To get 750, he just has to have 44 yards per game. What do you, what do you average in last year? Uh, eat a dick. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, no, really, I, I I don't know. He didn't play Wait, very much, right? Gets, I hope he, he gets 700 yards. He was I, benched. It, it's... It's funny because I my if he gets 500 yards, I'm the one that's going to be like, oh, that's a pretty good season. I'm glad they got Elijah Moore. <laughs> I'm not going to be disappointed. I think that that's great. I think he's a good wide receiver. I'm just trying not to set my expectations too high. Yeah, you're not going to be disappointed. That's fine. But, you know, I'm going to be very happy and $50 richer. So, wah, wah. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Well, we'll have to we'll have to do when when the Kevin when the first coach fired odds come out, we'll have to do another show and talk about that because I feel like we're going to disagree about that too. Dude, he had four hundred and forty six yards last year, and they didn't even play him or try to throw to him. I'm just saying. I mean, that, so no, you're really that, betting that he that, just really that, is just a, he's just an ass clown. That's what you're betting on, basically. No, not at all. I think that the Browns got a lot of talent. I think Amari Cooper's the. So two. then, how the hell does he not get? Like substantially that, higher statistics, because I I, I don't think it, there's it's not it's not a question as to it, him. I don't think his statistics correlate to his talent or his ability. I think that they correlate to I I think that Mari Cooper's the dude. I think in David and Joe, I'm much higher in David and Joku than you are. Maybe that's the difference. Maybe I'm viewing the statistics. I think that we're seeing the offense the same, but I'm seeing David and Joku up here and Elijah Moore here as far as targets go, and you're seeing Elijah Moore up here and David and Joku down here. I think that's where we're Maybe. disparity and what we're seeing is. I mean, because I, I, I think that, you know, I, they've put a lot of money in David and Joku, so I would be slightly disappointed if he's not a top three leading receiver. And I think most people should be after what they've given them, right? Yes. Yeah, I get that. You should, you I just think that – I agree. But I think that – I'm not saying like he goes – I'm saying more like DPJ comes down and him comes up uh, and, and, and I, more comes up. 
and I, and, I don't and, really, I don't, and, I don't in Joku, in Joku is probably about the same. Yeah, see, uh, the the DPJ one, or the I, I think that you're probably more right about the DPJ thing than me, because Elijah Moore is going to be in that slot. He that that offense is going to cater more to his ability than DPJ. So I think I would probably meet you halfway and agree on that. But I saw they, I saw that the, the when DPJ loses his targets, I saw Njoku eating them up. But I, maybe I'm wrong. I just they just it feels like they gave him a lot of money, and he's good. He's We're a first round pick. He's just, I don't. Know we're also not with. accounting for just overall attempts to like it doesn't have to be like all this because overall it's gonna go up too so the, pa- the passing attempts the passing attempts in general should take a jump in general so you could have Njoku go up and be a pro bowler and you could have more catch for 800 yards and in dpj cast for 600 and cooper cast for a thousand they're gonna throw it that many times that's a lot. I think man. that's that's I, not a I, lot. I, I mean, All right. you're, you're talking about you're talking about you're going to have one here. Let's pull up the stat. You're going to have one thousand yard receiver, one eight hundred yeah, uh, yard, receiver, another. I, I just want to take a look at what the Dolphins did last year, receiving wise. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Like as a comparison, because I don't think they'll throw it like as much as them. But no, that's good. They had two. Okay, yeah, I'm cool with that. Because they had a couple. I think they had two thousand yard receivers, right? They did. So they right. had four thousand yards total. So you're you're saying Amari Cooper? What do you say? You're saying Amari Cooper is going to get what? Twelve hundred? I think he'll probably be around a thousand. You see, you think like, he's going to get less than he had last year? Yeah. Because I yeah. see Mari Cooper increasing too. I just see, I, I think there's probably like a leveling off of all of it to just a little bit. Um, and he's getting I, another... I, I, think, I think Amari Cooper's underrated. I think he's one of the most underrated players in the NFL. Dude, they had 3,000 yards between two receivers last year. Hill and Waddle. But like... Gasecki was their t- best tight end, and he had almost 400 yards and five touchdowns. And so, what do you want? What do you want in Joku to have 606, 707? I, mean, I would rather. I mean, what, what, what were what were Travis Kelsey's number? Like, you know what I mean? Like a, a, a dash below that, man. Are you serious? He should be up there, dude. He really should. But they are never going to – Kelsey is just a glory – I mean, he's yeah, – you have to treat him more like a wide receiver. Yeah, right. They don't even line him up like a tight end anymore. Yeah, you're right, because Kelsey had 100 receptions for 1,300 yards. That's a little – Holy that's shit. A little, that's that, a little wild. Yes. So I guess I'm just saying like, uh, okay. Yeah, I, I would hope for at least 700. So if you – just let's just say like what did the Browns throw for last year? Mark Andrews had 800 receiving yards last year. I and I, I don't think that that's insane. I think that that's right right on the money. I don't think that that's insane for Joku. Yeah, um, I just think that's a little high. I know you do. Like, that's fine. I get it. He's done nothing to show that he should that he's going to get that. I understand that, but that's that's where the difference is. I I think that in Joku, I got in Joku. Like a six hundred and six touchdown guy at tight end is extremely valuable in the NFL. That's hard to find, and I think that's like what he can be. Six hundred yards. Like six hundred yards, six touchdowns, seven touchdowns, whatever, somewhere around that. Well, what he had last it's a lot year about touch. Was- it's a lot about touchdowns too, like because it's like the red zone. Like, what can he do in the red zone for you? Total passing yards for the uh, Cleveland Browns last year was 37-10. What was the total passing? What was the most passing yards by team? 
Well, I think that who who said it? Surge is probably onto something. We can probably expect Watson to throw four thousand. I don't think that that's insane, right? Agreed. That's a pretty reasonable expectation. So the highest uh, amount of yards last year, obviously, was the Chiefs with five point three. But like, let's find a reasonable comp. Okay. Thanks. So. Bengals, 45. Yeah, that's fair, right? So add add 700, add 700 yards to the Browns' totals last year. Where do those 700 yards go? I, I Like I said, I, I expect in Mari Cooper to improve on the yardage that he got last year. I, I don't. don't. I don't think he's going higher than 1,200, bro. Okay. He had a damn good year last year. I know he did. I think he can. I think he can do better with Watson. But whatever. So let's give him a hundred. But I. But I just think you're not accounting for like how good that more can be. You. You, you mean like he's already reached the tippy top? I'm just saying. Like I think he's going. <laughs> I think he's going over 750, and I think it like it's not outside of the realm of possibilities that he catches a thousand oh, yards. Oh, you're talking about you're talking about Elijah Moore. I thought you were talking yes. about Mari Cooper. No, 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 I think Cooper goes for a thousand, but I, I, I think it's possible that he goes for like a little over a thousand, and maybe not twelve hundred. Yeah, I man, I think Amari. I, that, I guess that's another difference because I view Amari Cooper as being unlocked. I thought he was great last year. He was, he was, and I expect him to do the same this year. But like, uh, I just think with the extra volume of passing, teams are gonna not want to give it all up to him. I guess I just, I guess I viewed him. I, I mean, I, I, I think Amari Cooper's elite. I think he's gonna get his. I really, truly do. I don't think his numbers go down, but maybe that's the difference. But we'll see. I'm comfortable. I'm co- if you if the, with the seven fifty mark, I'm comfortable with because that's a you know because if I lose money, I'm happy because we got a good wide receiver. And if I win money, I win money, and that doesn't mean he's bad. To me, that's a good that to me that means he's a good receiver. That's a lot of yards. I'm, yeah, I may look like an idiot when all said and done, but uh, that's where I'm at. I mean, I like I, I I think that most people would side with you. I mean, clearly the chat. So yeah, if you you yeah. have nothing to lose because if you lose the bet, everybody's with I, you. But if I lose the bet, dude, first of all, the chat loves you. They love you, and <laughs> they do. Nice. It's true. They absolutely love love it when you're on. And then secondly, uh, I have fifty dollars to lose, and <laughs> thirdly. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. But uh uh yeah, you're Yeah, you're the OBR's favorite guest. Look at that. Look at that. How nice is that? Weird flex, Brad. What what was the flex? Did I flex? What was I flex? I don't know. I don't know either. Oh, I have fifty dollars to lose. Yeah, that's not a flex. That's just uh, uh, that's just that's the bet. That's what the bet is. That's the bet. Fifty dollars. The only buys. Uh, no, I'm not bragging about having fifty dollars. I'm definitely not doing that. All right. We. What do you say? We want to wrap this baby up. I think we've hashed out the yardage enough for one night. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to I Any- come back on when, the, when they release the first coach-fired uh, odds. You think, like, Stefanski is on the hottest of hot seats, don't you? I think he's going to be top five on that list, yeah. Okay, here's, I'm a, here's a hot take, and I've been thinking about this this week. I think a lot of people assume that Andrew Barry is out the door with them like i heard pff say 
he is on a hot seat this year because of the Watson deal. And I yeah. heard uh, Florio say the same thing. I think that if, you know, in our range of outcomes, in one where the Browns go five, five or six wins and really struggle, I I think it's very possible they keep Barry and fire Stefanski and let Barry run the like I think he's a smart enough guy that uh I think the Haslams trust him enough that they could try to rebuild with him. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. I don't know if they're a package deal either. I think that you're probably right about that. Yeah, I don't think they're either anymore. At one point they were, but they're not anymore, I don't think. Um, I agree. It would behoove the Browns a great deal to keep this head coach and keep this front office intact because if they can just win enough games to keep them together, they will be better off in the long run. Like Stefanski is going to be a good NFL coach for someone sometime in his career. It should be here. I'm just saying that 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 I'm I'm not saying anything about negative about Kevin Stefanski. I'm just saying when those odds come out, I bet he's I know. surprisingly high. Yeah, I'm sure he will, and I'm sure that you know the way the the, the schedule doesn't do him any favors early. Like if they lose no. a couple of those division games, it's gonna get ugly. But I'm just saying, like if you knew that a guy was going to be a great head coach in the NFL somewhere at some point, you should want to hang on to him regardless. And I, and I know that's not reality, but I just think he is going to be a good head coach for someone at some point. And, uh, so if the Browns can win and just win enough games to keep him here, they could see that through to fruition. I mean, we've already seen glimpses of it. So yeah, I don't know. That's where I'm at. I don't. I don't want to see. I would like to see these two be. These two are the answer. So if you can just find a way to win, they will get you to the promised land at some point. Maybe. Don't look at me like that. Don't give me that look. (laughs) No, I like like that look. When everybody was calling for his head. Oh yeah, sure. It sounds like you absolutely love him. I do. I got numerous. I got news. Numerous arguments with people. They're like fire and fire. I'm like, no, let's chill out. Let's wait. But eventually, I'm gonna All be right. on the other side. Sure. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If the Bengals win the Super Bowl, we're out of the playoffs again. I might be on the other side, dude. That's yeah. the other thing too. Is that the Bengals just keep getting better. So you know, you have to think about nah. those things because that affects us. I got another hot take for you. I think the Ravens take a step back this year. Where, what what what? How did they do? I can't even. What was their record last year? Because they didn't. They were second. The big. They were second in the AFC North, right? Yeah, I just think yeah. that um, this transition to thinking that Lamar is going to be some great passer in this Todd Munkin offense is not going to work the way they think it is. I I mean, is it possible for them to take no steps in either direction? Yeah, it's very possible. I mean, both them and the Steelers can win games on culture alone. Sometimes. See, I think the Steelers take a step forward because all their pieces are yet another. All their major pieces were no. on offense. Were, I think. Pick, were young. Yeah, I don't like Pickett. I don't think he's very good. He was pretty good last year. You got another year. Another oh year forming a connection with George Pickens. I think that they that might be that that's somebody to watch. That's the thing. That'll be something to monitor. Tiny hands picket. Tiny hands picket is going nowhere fast. And the longer that the the Steelers believe that he can be the guy, the better for us. So by all means, talk him up. Were were, were we last in the uh, AFC North yes. last year? Yes. Really? I didn't. Yes. I guess uh, I had to refresh myself with standings. Tiny hands. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I hope, right. I hope you're right. I'm not rooting for the Steelers. I'm just saying. I know. I know what you're saying. Yeah. I don't. I just don't think he's. I don't think. I think. 
just, the more I, I they believe that he is the guy, the better off that we will be in the long run. Well, I, I think that I don't think you have anything to worry about there. Because they, they they fully believe that he's the dude. Even if he think sucks about that. Year, Think about that. They had the dude in their facility for like four years before they drafted him. So you really have to like a guy. Oh yeah, they love him. They love to him. have the entire draft class to choose from, and you pick the guy that you know the the most. Yeah. Oh, they, they love so him you, for sure. You they love have him. to love him. So. Yeah. And that's good news for us, I think, because I don't think he is a, uh, great. Five touchdowns, seven interceptions. 13 games last year. I was a rookie. I mean, there were some flashes. He sucks. There. You can't deny it. He sucks. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. He was he was actually in Columbus last weekend. Signed autographs for a cool 150 bucks a pop. Don't don't tell Pittsburgh. He sucks. All right. You're the man, Josh. Appreciate you, brother. Anytime. Let's get out of here. It's been two hours. Holy crap. All right. Good show. Remember everything we said about the Fantasy Football Expo, the 11th through the 13th in Canton, Ohio, uh, the home of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Uh, Josh Keatley. Follow him on Twitter at Josh Keatley 16 uh, Read him at the Buckeyes Wire. Uh, and catch him here frequenting the All Eyes on Cleveland podcast. Uh, you are a gentleman and a scholar, and we appreciate you, sir, for your time. Have a lovely evening. Uh, for everybody else over at the OBR and Blue Wire podcast, my name is Brad Ward. Thanks for coming to the show. You guys are the best chat in the land. Hit the like button on the way out, and have a wonderful weekend. <laughs>